see everybody this morning. Um, I've got this weird detached feeling, so I just have been trying to solve that through more coffee. Um, that solves everything, right? More coffee. What's wrong? More coffee. And then duct tape. If, that, if coffee doesn't fix it, duct tape will, because we are, after all, in the Ozarks. So, uh, in general, in general, there's a couple of types of families uh, in the world in general. Um, uh, uh, the first type of family is the comforting family, right? Uh, th- these are the ones that always post on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, you know, and um, they make you throw up in your mouth a little bit. But they're always, you know, they're posting, you know, things like, um, oh, look at sweet little Johnny, you know, helping uh, his sister Sam, you know, that sort of thing. And then there's the challenging family, you know, the ones that, you know, just always challenge each other. And these are, we never post anything on Facebook or anything because um, it's, oh, look how sweet little Johnny is pushing his sister down in the mud again on Easter in her dress. You know, that's, um, that's the challenging family. You know, I'll give you guys a wild guess at which type of family we are. Um, it, obviously the comforting one, right? Um, and, uh, and, and so there's just, there's, there's these two types of different families, two types of different people, kind of how we're, um, kind of the outlook that we have on life. And we're in this series called Uncivil War, which actually civil war is a paradox, right? There's no such thing really as a civil war, right? And so uh, when you hear uncivil war, it's like, oh, like, is it supposed to get worse? No, when you talk about uncivil war, it's like, how do we we make this, how do we make this better? And we're actually, I feel like we're in a civil war right now, not one that's fought with guns, but one that's more fought with words and ideas. And we're devouring each other in our culture, just absolutely just devouring each other. And how do we come at this in a different sort of way, in a gospel way? There are over 31 another's in the New Testament letters about how we are supposed to treat one another. And that works in the church, and Paul, where a lot of them come from Paul, um, uh, is, are, are ta- he's talking to churches and how to be in community with one another but even bigger than that, any community these things work with. And we started with love. And that love is sacrifice. And that's the foundation to everything. If, if we understand that, and we go to that end, that love is sacrifice, uh, really the rest of this series kind of falls into place. And then we looked at significance, that we make others more significant than ourselves. And then we looked at that we're supposed to use our freedom to serve each other. Use our freedom to serve. And then last week we looked at comfort, that our suffering is supposed to lead to other people's comfort. And this week, the uncivil war has to do with challenging each other. Challenging. And that the uncivil wars have relationships that challenge you. Have relationships that challenge you. And, And in a lot of ways, comfort... And, and challenging our heads and tails to the same coin. Comfort heals us. Challenge grows us. Comfort doesn't grow us, but it will heal us. Now, challenge doesn't heal us, but it will grow us. 
And both of them are needed. And, and all of us have a leaning towards one way or another. So in our family, a kid gets hurt. It's not, oh, how sweet. Okay, let's get... It's, you shouldn't have been doing that. Right? Challenge. Challenge. All of us kind of have a bent one way or another. And in order for community to really work, in order for community to really be built, we must have the concept of challenging each other and desire it for our own lives. So challenge is kind of like uh, working out or you know, endurance training uh, that we are actually seeking to break ourselves down in order to grow ourselves. So Hebrews chapter 3, and then we'll be in chapter 10 later, uh, uh, talk to us about this. We don't know who the writer of Hebrews is. Uh, he was anonymous. But he writes to the believers at this time, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. We'll throw them up on the screen. I highly encourage you to download the Bible app if you haven't already. You can follow along in there. And then you've always got a Bible with you because you've always got your phone with you, right? You're more likely to remember your phone than you are your wallet. So download it. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. A civil war attitude says, I can't have a hard heart. There's no way that I can have a hard heart. Listen, if you're thinking that already, you have a hard heart. Period. You're already down that road. Look, look, the, the, the context that the writer is writing is, is, is with the Israelites going into the promised land, that they hardened their heart and they didn't have faith in God and they didn't find the rest, the freedom that God wanted them to have in the promised land. Look, let's just go quickly over the history. They were in slavery. God threw down to Pharaoh who thought he was the supreme God of the day with 10 plagues. God beat Pharaoh with his pinky and one hand tied behind his back with the ten plagues. Then they went to the Red Sea. What did the Red Sea do? Whoop! They walked across. Anybody go to a lake this week? Anybody? You, you did? Gensuit tight. Did, did, did you show up to the lake and it just part? No. Why on earth, if they saw that and they walked across dry land and they hardened their heart, why on earth, those of us who have never seen a sea go whoop, why do we think we would never harden our heart? Then they saw water come out of a rock. Look, wise, I, I, I know that you think your husband is a rock and he, you know, water comes out of him, but that's not what we're talking about. Water out of a rock. Then manna. Something like a donut just appeared. I know you think these donuts just appear. That's actually Dave, okay? That really is Dave. They don't just appear out of nowhere here. Dave goes and gets them. And then when they got tired of that, what happened? Quail just flocked to the desert as if they do that. And what did they do? They still said, mm, no, the giants are too big. We're good. They still harden their heart. If they harden their heart, what makes us think that we can't harden our heart? John Maxwell, leadership guru, wrote you know, tons of books on leadership, said we're all one decision away from stupid. 
right? Wives, right? Yeah, amen, yeah. Dude, softball up there too. We're all one decision away from stupid. We're all one decision away from hardening our heart towards God. We're not immune to this. God wanted His people to experience freedom and rest in the promised land. Financial rest? Moral rest? Sexual rest? Economic rest? Work rest? You can be working as hard as you've ever worked and inside the rest of God. Why? Because you're working by faith. Each one of us can harden our heart. And because of that, we must be willing to be challenged. Because the writer gives us the antidote. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Another attitude of, of civil war, another attitude of civil war is don't judge me. As soon as somebody wants to try to challenge us, don't judge me. Right? Don't. I don't take. Don't. Now, Jesus does say, do not judge, right? But the Bible also says, exhort one another. Now, you're like, what are we doing with snorting? My mama always told me not to snort anything. No, that's not, no. Not the same thing. Exhort, actually, if you look in different translations, that word exhort is, uh, pretty much every translation has a different word there. Really, to combine it all is to say challenge. Challenge each other daily challenge this idea that we're going to make sure that that other person grows and that we're going to make sure that i grow see the don't judge me is usually based out of relationship do we have relationships that challenge us do we have relationships where that other person could go hey I'm noticing this. What's going on here? Do we have relationships where we invite, hey, look, look into my life and tell me where I'm messing up, where I'm starting to have a hardened heart towards sin, where I'm starting to walk down a road. Look, adultery doesn't happen overnight. We just don't wake up and go, I'm going to cheat on my wife today. It's a series of steps. That if we have somebody in our life going, uh, uh, look, uh, I'm noticing this. And we're inviting that. I don't need that. You have a hardened heart. Every single one of us needs this. And for community to really be there, we have to be inviting this into our own life. Just like with me and refereeing. Look, drunk guy in the third row, I don't listen to him. Right? Coach, he may be drunk too. Not going to listen to him either. Although there are a few that I do listen to. Why? Because I know that they have insight. Assessors, mentors, people that have been down that road, 
more likely to listen to, right? Do you have that person in your life that you listen to that has all access into your life and that you're willing for them to be able to say, uh, something's amiss here. Now, small groups, this is a step in the right direction. Small groups is a step in the right direction. But sometimes small groups can be all comfort, no challenge. We don't want it to be all challenge and no comfort either. But are we actually challenging each other through our small groups? Do we have relationships one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three over coffee, whatever, that, is, that are challenging us? Do we have that? Or are you on an island alone? Look, yes, we program small groups, but if small groups aren't doing this, we've got to reprogram our small group. But also notice, when did the writer say to do this? Today, right? Every day. Wait a minute, do you mean you want, want us to come together daily as a small group? Well, if we really want to be a New Testament church, that's what we do. Hold on, breathe out, just relax. Now, we do live in a different culture than first century Middle East, correct? Do we? Yes, we do. Yes is the right word there, right? Now, the closest I've ever experienced this, uh, several years ago I took a youth group down to um, Miami to do a mission trip. Now, don't think Miami Vice Miami, you know, don't think, certainly don't think Baywatch Miami. Um, <clears throat> think Little Havana Miami. It was this Cuban startup church that every day after school, after work, they just came to the building to hang out with each other. Not because they had programs, but because they liked hanging out with each other. They liked being with each other. They liked that, 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 that challenge, that, that fellowship, which doesn't mean go have ice cream. That means to comfort and challenge each other. This is the closest I've experienced it. Now, we have a different culture, but we have this tool right here where we can challenge each other daily without ever seeing each other face-to-face. Texting, messaging, Facebook. That we can take stock of each other's lives today. See, another uncivil war thought, or a civil war thought, I'm sorry, is that my faith yesterday is good enough for today. See, this shows up in an extreme way when we say, you know what? Tons of people came to know Christ in the 50s because of this program. So we're going to keep doing it. The faith of yesterday doesn't get us through today. If you were faithful yesterday, that doesn't mean you're going to be faithful today. And if you're unfaithful yesterday, that doesn't mean it's over either. That means there's today to be faithful. And just because we're faithful today, 
doesn't mean it's going to translate tomorrow, right? We've put our head on the pillow and go, man, today was a great day. And then we wake up and something happened. Some gremlin monster took over our body, right? Someone put water on us at midnight. It came out. Children of the 80s, right? This little creature scared me to death. My dad worked at Burger King. I remember the little toys. I'm like, no, I don't want those. Anyway. And maybe you're faced with something. And you're saying, I, I don't know how I can be faithful through this all the rest of my life. And God's saying, don't try. He doesn't want you to be faithful tomorrow. Why? Because parents, tomorrow never gets here, right? He wants us to be faithful today. Can you get through what you're going through until you put your head on the pillow? Can you be faithful until you put your head on the pillow? That's all God's asking. And we need community. We need each other to challenge us and say, just be faithful until you put your head on the pillow. That's it. And tomorrow, when you wake up, do the same thing. Be faithful until you can put your head back on the pillow. That's all God's asking. He's not asking you to be faithful for a lifetime. <gasps> My pastor before me said, be faithful for a lifetime. He's not asking you to do that. Nowhere in the Bible is he asking you to be faithful for a lifetime. He's asking you to be a faithful for today. And that's it. Don't worry about going through what you're going through for the rest of your life. That's overwhelming. But can you be faithful till you put your head on the pillow? Yesterday's faith won't get us through today. But today's faith will get us through today. That's all you need. That's all God expects. But it's not going to be awesome faith. Did God ever call you to awesome faith? It's a no as well. Isaiah closed out chapter 40, well, as we know it as chapter 40, with those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Some, some days will soar like eagles. Right? Some days... We'll run. Some days, we'll walk. I, had an, I, I, I actually add another step. Some days, we'll crawl. <laughs> right? But is crawling still being faithful? Is crawling still moving in the right direction? Is crawling still having faith for today until you put your head on the pillow for today? Because tomorrow, it might just be a Sore type of day. And we have to have community to, to accomplish that. Right? We can't be John Wayne. We, 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 we can't do that because we will wear out. It's not just me and God and nobody else. Hebrews 10 teaches us this. Let us hold fast. Verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For He who promised is faithful. He will renew our strength, right? 
in the crawl, He'll renew our strength. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I've heard some literally use this verse to say, this is why you should have Sunday night service. What? Full disclosure, put all the cards out, face down. I do not read that in this verse. In fact, we, we are to have a simple faith. Now, I want a simple church, but this is simplistic to read that in there. Because like I alluded to and you know, satirized earlier, if we're really to be a New Testament church, like we're going to be a New Testament church. Great. So does your small group meet every day? No? Well, you're not a New Testament church. We've got to figure this out for what this looks like. And, 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 and gathering together. Another one says, you know, worship meeting. No, that's not what this means. This means gathering together. Do we gather together? Do we come to community together? Look, rows are important, but I'm the only one during the challenging today, correct? Circles allows everybody to challenge everybody. A couple dudes or dudettes over coffee. That can be challenging, right? All of them are vital. All of them are important. All of them build community and help grow us. Are we meeting together? Look, notice the word stir up in there. Stir up love and good works. Think like Kool-Aid, right? Not like drink the Kool-Aid, but stir up Kool-Aid, right? Put water in, put the packet in, put the sugar in, and then pour it. Right? You got to stir it up. You got to stir it up. Now, if you want to stir it up real good, you get one of those pampered chef things that. Those are awesome. Anyway, you got to stir it up. Stir it up real good in order for it to work. Don't love and good works, they settle in us, right? And we can't stir up ourselves to love and good works. We've got to have other people to stir up the love and good works within us. That's why we meet together. It's an uncivil war attitude to think that it's just me, or it's a civil war attitude to think it's just me and God, that I don't need other people. I don't need others. It's a civil war attitude. Uncivil war says, I need other people to challenge me. What's the payoff? What's the payoff? We go back to chapter 3 to see the payoff. Chapter 3, verse 14. For we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. What's the payoff? The negative way of saying it is that the payoff is, is that we don't harden our heart and we don't become captive to the deceitfulness of sin. That's the negative way of saying it, which is good. I mean, that is true. The positive way of saying it is that the payoff is we share in Christ. 
We have a relationship in Christ that, that through the challenging of each other that we all grow in this hear and follow relationship in Christ. Isn't that what we all want? Of course, we're in church this morning, right? Even if you're far away from God, right here, there is something right here in this moment, there is something in you that says, I need something more. I need to grow in my life. And it doesn't matter what your faith was yesterday or what your faith was at 9.55 this morning. What are you deciding right now to be your faith today? For today, until you put your head back on your pillow tonight, what is your faith going to look like today? See, that's the question. That's the important thing. And how are you going to use other people to challenge you today to put your head back down on the pillow saying, I have faith in Jesus. Here and follow relationship. That statement works no matter where you're at in your walk with Christ. I don't have faith in Him. It still works. Here and follow. Until you do. Well, I've done it for decades. Hear and follow. It still works. Right where you're at. And how will other people play a part in your life? How will you allow other people to play a part in your life to share in Christ? To be challenged, to, to, to not harden your heart, but to share in Christ and the relationship that He has. Waiting. For all of us. How will other people play a role in that for you? Civil war or uncivil war says we need others to challenge us. us. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. Allow us to open our heart to what you want to do in our life. And how you want others to play a role in bringing us closer to you. We thank you that we're not alone. In our sore days, we're not alone. In our crawl days, we're not alone. That you have given us each other to drive us towards you, to share in the relationship that you want. We thank you. We love you. It's in the name we pray. Amen. In this time, we're going to worship. We're going to worship the one that has given us this gift of challenge. Challenge. If you need somebody to pray for you, there will be people around to pray for you. You can grab somebody next to you, somebody you trust, and pray with them. There's nothing magical, magical about who you pray with. It's again, sharing in Christ and utilizing others to, 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 to help you share in Christ. And leverage the band. They do this in order to challenge you to think about Christ in a new way through the words that we sing. Everything is this way. And this is something we want every person to experience before you leave. Every single week. Have you been challenged to follow Christ closer? Go ahead and stand and worship this Jesus.